U-turn friends, I'm so excited to talk to you about my new couch. And I know that sounds super weird, but I fell in absolute love with the Feathers couch over at Value Furniture. It's V-A-L-Y-O-U Furniture. I was so obsessed with it. I reached out to them to sponsor this episode and I'm so grateful that they did. I got their Feathers couch, which is so incredible, so comfy, and also it's washable. So every single time I take Jupiter on a walk around New York City and he gets dirt in his paws and he lays on the couch, I'm able to unzip it, wash it, and it looks good as new. So our friends over at Value Furniture were nice enough to give us a discount code over at ashleystahl.com slash value. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com slash V-A-L-Y-O-U. Value Furniture is changing the game when it comes to your furniture. Make sure that you use the code U-TURN, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N at checkout for 5% off your order. It is just so incredible, the high-end things that they are providing at the prices that they do. I hope you love it. Again, ashleystall.com slash value, V-A-L-Y-O-U with the code U-TURN. And I'm sure if you check me out on Instagram, you'll be seeing me laying on that couch all day long because I'm so obsessed. Anyway, back to this episode. What's going on, U-Turn podcast friends? Today, it is just me and you here on the show. And I'm nervous for this episode. I've got my cup of coffee here. And um, I feel like really, really vulnerable doing this episode with you because I've had some really big U-Turns, some really big life decisions and choices. So I'll just kind of go through those with the intention of sharing with you what I'm learning along the way in hopes that it helps you on your journey Um, this episode is really just about life lessons and wisdom and hoping that it can make an impact for you. So I can start off by saying I'm living in New York city right now. It's me and Jupiter, my pup. And I made the really hard choice to break up with William and, you know, the hardest no's are the ones that are almost a yes. And you know, what was really beautiful about us was that, you know, we had a lot going for us. We had a friendship, we had laughter, we had uh, our families, you know, growing up together. We, our parents are the best of friends. We had so many layers of understanding. And even though in life we wanted some of the same things, the way that we wanted to get there was so different. And you know, whenever people tell me, should I leave a relationship? Should I stay? I never trust that someone should leave a relationship when they just had a really bad day with the person. I trust that it's time to leave when you actually just had a really good day and you still feel like, okay, I'm having the best time and this thing is missing. So that's kind of what happened with William was I realized, wow, we're both having such a great time and I can still see these incompatibilities. And for a long time, I thought we could totally get married. And that's the thing about dating. You take your time to learn who someone is, who you are with them, how you make choices together, how you fight together, how you recover together. Usually it's more about the recovery than it is about the fight. Can you recover? Does a hangover last in your relationship? Oh, I love that guy. And we had such an amicable respectable, awake conversation about the relationship. And we first had that conversation, um, you know, back in the new year. 
and decided to work on some things. And then we kind of revisited the conversation and things that we had hoped would kind of progress were still kind of where they were. Um, Secondly, we just had cultural differences. You know, um, I grew up in a house and this is actually quite interesting for you to kind of, I think, think about is I was a really good kid as far as like, I got good grades. I didn't do drugs. You know, I know I've talked to you all about how my big sister passed away and she, she had a drug problem. So drugs were like terrifying to me just because of that. Um, no judgment, whatever your choices are with drugs, growing up with a sister who was super sick from it. My parents trusted me a lot. And with that, they rarely said no, because why would they say no to a good student who's getting good grades, who's, you know, studying and has friends and, you know, all of those things. But what I realized in retrospect is that I didn't exactly learn how to collaborate because I was never really told no. And collaboration is the core of of what a relationship is. In fact, I had a mentor who once told me that love is spontaneous cooperation. That's what love is to her. Don't mind me sipping my coffee as I elixir of life. I don't know how I function without coffee. I'm one of those people in self-development where I'm like, I will not question my relationship with coffee, but I'll question everything else. (laughs) So yeah, I didn't learn how to collaborate, you know. There's many different reasons we might not learn collaboration. For example, maybe you had a strict parent or you come from a culture where, you know, you were told what to do or who to be. And because of that, you didn't really get a sense of self. You didn't really learn collaboration either because people were telling you who to be. You weren't really learned to, you know, experiencing what it's like to say, well, this is me actually, because somebody was telling you who to be, whether it was your family unit, your culture. And then, you know, William and I also navigated some lifestyle differences. So, you know, he is so responsible with money and he's so smart. And um, I love, you know, having fun with money. I think money is just a tool to, expand, um, you know, the fun in life and generosity in life. And so from a lifestyle standpoint, I wanted to travel a little bit more, do a little bit more. He did not. I don't think that was a deal breaker. That was just something that we navigated. Lifestyle matters. Geography matters. I think it's so important. And, and it's something that I notice all the time, coaching people in the past 10 years, coach hundreds of people. And what I can say fully is that geography influences people. So if you are someone in LA, but you feel like you need to be in New York, or you are someone here, but you feel like you need to be there, depending on you and how much energy you get from your environment, I'm someone that is like, that my environment is a battery charger for me. That's why, you know, it's funny. I was in this seminar um, for dialectical behavioral therapy and it had a whole, there's a whole list that they handed out on practices for self-soothing. And I was laughing, thinking like, am I subconsciously having a breakdown all the time? Because I'm doing all of these things to self-soothe. Lighting candles, incense, music mixes, dimming the lights, like showers. Like there's so many things that we do for actual self-soothing. And that's me with my environment. I get energy from my environment or I lose energy from it. And, um, you know, that with lifestyle is a big deal. So here's the interesting thing. 
Turners, this episode is sponsored in part by our friends over at Organifi. My absolute favorite product has got to be their chocolate and vanilla protein powder. Due to my recent diagnosis of Lyme disease, I've been super careful with what I put in my body, and I just smiled from ear to ear when my doctor read the ingredients on the back of their protein powder and gave it the thumbs up. They are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, vegan, and almost no sugar at all. It is just magical and a miracle that it tastes like anything, let alone something this good. Their chocolate protein powder I love to put in with a nut milk, cashew butter, frozen blueberries, while their vanilla is so good with peanut butter, frozen strawberries, and nut milk in the blender. This smoothie is my absolute fix when I'm hungry anytime or when I have a sweet tooth. It's just so good. I mean, here's the thing. It's tempting to turn to that second or third cup of coffee. But the truth of the matter is that caffeine can only do so much. At some point, we need to look at the root cause of our fatigue. And it turns out that the two main factors in low energy are chronic stress and a lack of nutrition. Organifi's clean, organic superfood blends address these problems head-on with adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms to help you balance your cortisol levels associated with stress, and they make it so much easier with one scoop of protein power to add so many more nutrients into your diet every single day. If you'd like to grab yourself some protein powder or really any of their magical products, just head on over to Organifi.com slash U-Turn. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N and make sure you use the code U-Turn. Again, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N at checkout for 20% off. Now let's get back to this week's episode. So here's the interesting thing. I think with with William and for any of you is we really could have made it work. You know, we probably had like an eight and a half going for us out of 10. And I left that and he left that wanting a 10 out of 10. And that doesn't mean we're a perfectionist. That doesn't mean I need perfect. And I'm like in this delusion. It means I know that there's a better match for him and a better match for me and that we will find it. And it's my 10. It's not a 10. It's not the perfect, most, you know, best looking, successful, whatever person. It's my 10. And so, you know, I know that when it comes to relationships, we have to work on ourselves. We have to do our own work. But sometimes the person we're with brings out a version of us that we like or we don't like. And some of that means we work on ourselves. Some of that means we have the acknowledgement of, oh, wow, if, people are kind of like cocktails for us. And when you throw a little bit of this person on me, I become this way. Take note of that because a lot of life is just to me about how you feel. And if you're around someone that brings out a version of you that doesn't feel good, yeah, self-reflect, but also ask yourself, do you really need to change something or work on something? Or is this just feedback that the version of you you're being with this person isn't who you want to be? And that it's just not a good cocktail. So I'm looking for a 10 out of 10 cocktail, if you know what I mean, but I haven't had any alcohol in a while. Anyway, I digress. Um, so yeah, we could have made it work. Life is a choice. If there's anything I've learned with dating and with relationships, and I'm definitely no expert here, just to, you know, chick doing self-help and learning. 
each person is their own universe. It, it really is like choose your adventure, you know, like the other night I met with someone who took me to an art show and that's his universe. And it was like this little planet of creativity and kind of ridiculousness. Cause I don't know if you know the art world, but it's a very ridiculous world. There's like the black market and stolen works of art. And, and then there's like, you know, this painting that is like one foot tall by one foot wide. Like it looks like a tile size and it's $2 million, but why it's just an interesting world. So that was his universe had someone else uh, take me to his favorite restaurant. And he told me like, yeah, this is like dining is like one of my favorite ways to love myself. Like I love beautiful food and that's his universe is all this beautiful food and all this culture through food and everyone is a different universe. So I want to ask you, what, what's your universe? What do you, what do you've got going on? Like, what would you say if somebody's kind of choosing their adventure and they pick you, what kind of universe are you bringing them? And are you happy about that? Is there something that you want to bring into your universe and be more of, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about some dynamics I see in relationships. One is spiritual bypassing. I see a lot of people who will use spiritual language and take so much responsibility on their side that when Usually the actual answer is to get out of something, not always, but in this case, they use their spiritual language and their spiritual work and their self-responsibility to stay stuck in something that isn't actually the best for them. And what I learned over the years is that sometimes growth isn't about processing it's about ripping the fucking bandaid and doing the thing and letting your brain create a new neuropathway. Period. So I always hear that to love someone, you should be happy on your own. And, you know, it feels really extreme. I think there's wisdom in that for sure. Like you should be happy on your own. But I was listening to a colleague of mine. Someone had mentioned him, Matt Hussey. I don't know if you guys know him. He's like a love coach. I was thinking about inviting him on the show. And he was talking about how it's not about being happy on your own as much as it's about being happy enough, meaning I'm happy enough with myself that I'm not going to stay stuck in something that's wrong for me out of fear. I'm happy enough with my life that I'm willing to leave things and and be with myself if that's the right decision. And I really love that because I think there's a lot of pressure in life to say, you need to be happy on your own. And I love the reframe of, "Mm, you need to be happy enough. So, you know, I'm proud to say I'm happy enough with me and with my life and with my family and with my friends and with myself to leave anything that doesn't feel like it's my 10. It's my thing. And I also don't really love it in personal development, how they say it's a fuck yes or a fuck no. Sometimes it's a maybe. And then it's a yes, you know, honor the maybes. Sometimes that's what you have to do. I mean, dating is a maybe you're not married. So you're just exploring. And one thing that was really interesting for me to think about was boundaries. You know, friends tell me I'm really good at boundaries, but I learned in my relationship that there's a couple of scenarios 
where my boundaries get a little loose. Uh, One is when there's a huge business opportunity coming my way and um, I'll kind of like be willing to eat shit for it. Meaning, oh my God, this is like a huge um, corporate thing that is like a big deal. And they want me to give like so much of my free time before they sign the paperwork. Um, But because of this big thing in the distance, I'm going to give up a lot of my free time and space and hope I get it. That big business opportunity kind of rose-colored glasses is an area in business that I have been working on my boundaries. The other area is in love when I'm with someone I really love. And it's those moments where I have to give up something in order to stay with them. And, you know, love is sacrifice in some ways. Partnership is compromise. And sometimes, the you know, compromise means that you just didn't get your side on that time. You know, that you, that's what balance is. Sometimes balance can mean 100% you and 0% me. And sometimes it means 50% me, 50%. And the other times it's 80% you, 20% me. Balance is, is a moving target, especially in the container of a relationship. And you know, when I'm with someone I love, uh, there's certain needs that I just can't sacrifice. And instead of owning what I want, I stay. And I notice that I go into this victimized story that I'm like, well, now they're just being a taker. Like, why can't they give me this? Like, come on now. They're being a taker. The truth is that they're not being a taker. They just know how to ask for what they want And I need to learn how to have boundaries. And sometimes that means being happy enough to say, okay, I have to go. And that sucks, but I have to. And that's the thing about the truth. You know, that's why I always talk about in my book, U-Turn, that a lot of the times there's not a lot of anxiety in the truth. It's just kind of sad sometimes. And, you know, I also think a lot about in the, spiritual world, they say, is this for the highest good? Is your choice for the highest good? Is your relationship for the highest good? But one reframe that I've had through my partnership, and I'm so grateful for William, he's such an amazing soul and so gracious, like letting me have our dog and like just being so amicable and supportive and awake. Um, is the question not is being together for the highest good is being together for the highest good of all. Maybe having this thing with William or a partner is for my highest good, but is it for the highest good of all? Is it for the highest good of the kids that I plan to have? Is it for the highest good of the world around us, our families, the highest good of all? doesn't mean you need to sacrifice yourself, the highest good of you versus the highest good of all. But I think it's a really powerful consideration. It's something I've been sitting with. So, you know, uh, my best friend, Nicole, that I talk to you all about all the time, I'm just so obsessed with her, like, you know, best person, soulmate in my life. Um, And I've told you she's a therapist in Los Angeles. So if you need a therapist, highly recommend Nicole Nalpavar. Her Instagram is at therapy by Nicole. Um, and she does virtual all over the world and she's just amazingly insightful. And she was telling me watching my breakup, she said, man, Ashley, 
She said, I've seen people when they break up and they're enemies. And when someone's your enemy, you kind of have to walk in the room and like tiptoe a little bit. If you're going to see them, you kind of become small, like you're uncomfortable. She said, there's something really big. There's a bigness to being kind, to being friendly, to being amicable, to being light. Oh, Nick, if you listen to this, thanks for being you. Holy shit. You are the most insightful and important, special being. I love you. Um, So yeah, made that decision, spent time with my parents and with my dog, Jupiter, um, at their house. They have a Rottweiler, our family dog named Nala, and she's socially awkward and really sweet. And so it was really interesting because Jupiter, my puppy, well, he's like almost a year and a half. Well, he's a year and a half old, so he's not really a puppy, but he is. He just like has no boundaries, doesn't get the message when a dog tells him, don't hang out with me, I'm over you. So Jupy just like keeps trying to play with Nala, who can't be bothered. So there's a lot of navigating the dogs, which was a lot on my system after having a breakup. I had a business trip coming up. I had a lot of stuff going on, which I don't know why it's a superpower, but I can be totally present in my career when my life is busy or crazy. So I'm so grateful for that because I definitely don't see myself as someone who can compartmentalize. Like I feel like I'm just one big compartment with all of my feelings. But when I have a client on the phone, for some reason, I just like, I'm so absorbed. So thank God for you guys that I work with, um, giving me this like flow state and place to go in my mind with you. Um, so yeah, I spent time with my parents and we just had this really special time every morning over a month, month and a half. I took a walk with my mom and with Jupy and with Nala and just so enjoyed my mom. I've had so much healing with her. I don't know if you've had this experience where, you know, in your family, maybe you have a dynamic that you don't like and you're, you know, as an adult, you kind of blame your parents or you blame and then one day you realize, okay, I can't blame them anymore. The, the the real truth of the matter here is it's not them that's the problem. Now to me, I have the problem. I am the thing. And so it's interesting. I really learned on this, this month and a half at my parents' house when I moved out of Williams that, wow, you know, I've healed so much. And all I have with my parents really is just enjoyment. Like, so enjoy my mom. She's such a nurturer got my tonsils out a couple months ago because of the Lyme disease, couldn't eat for two weeks, lost 15 pounds. And she just took care of me. You know, she's so such a generous caretaking, loving woman. And, you know, I went to New York on a business trip and I was thinking about moving to Florida because my little brother and my sister-in-law, Andrea, who's like one of my favorite people alive, both of them, they moved to Florida outside of Palm Beach. And part of me was like, you know what? feels kind of nourishing to, and a lot of my friends left LA. I'm like, feels kind of nourishing to go to Florida and with the dog and have a house and a yard and just chill for a minute, not sign a lease, just feel for a minute. And then I went to New York on a business trip and Nicole came, my therapist friend who I love. And I went to the Met. I don't know if you've been to the Met, but if you love Europe, you're going to love the Met. It feels like the Louvre in Paris. My sister-in-law, Andrea, came and she said, you know, New York is, I know. She's like, I love Florida. I'm there. 
But New York is a really good place for you if you're on your own right now, you're a writer, you've got your dog, like there's a little more activity in New York. And I just am so committed to life being easy, letting things be easy, that and letting life be an experiment. You hear me write about that in my book, U-Turn, so much that I just said, you know what? If I can find an apartment in Manhattan with a backyard and it's cute, maybe I'll just live in it part-time. What's going on, U-Turn friends? It's Ashley here. I realize I've been doing this podcast for years and I almost never talk about my ghostwriting and publicity company called Cake Publishing. We have some of the best writers I know writing New York Times bestselling books, writing wording for people's websites, emails, and so much more, as well as publicists who are incredible at getting you on television, whether it's Good Morning America, Today Show, or your local news, and we want to support you. We have been helping influencers, companies, and charities get their words and message out into the world, and we are so inspired by it. So if for some reason, you're a business owner or you work with a company that needs a ghostwriter for any reason, a speechwriter, or a publicist to get you out there into the world, head on over to Cake Publishing dot com that's c-a-k-e publishing.com or you can shoot me an email at ashley at cakepublishing.com so i went on my favorite app to find apartments it's called padmapper or houses went on padmapper put in a price put in one bedroom one bath found out in new york they don't call a backyard a backyard they call it a private garden watched all the dots disappear when i typed in private garden except for two you know, people didn't write me back. And then one more popped up. The guy wrote me back. I saw it. I took it. It happened. And then I called my parents and was like, I think I'm moving to New York. And they were like, are you kidding? So I go home. I have a few weeks to pack my bags and move into this apartment. And it sounds like I made an impulse decision, but it just felt right. And it has felt right. And I've been here now a month and it feels really good. And I was having all these moments in my last three weeks with my parents where, you know, my dad, his hearing is not amazing. He's losing a lot of hearing. It's actually really funny because he has Bluetooth hearing aids. So sometimes he's watching TV, but nobody can hear the TV because it's Bluetoothed into his ear. So he's laughing really loud alone in the silence of the living room because you don't even know the TV's on. So he's really silly. But, you know, his hearing is going, he's slowing down, you know, he's like the youngest looking 78 year old, but he always, you know, says, oh, if you cut me open, I definitely am not young in here. And so I was playing cards with my dad and I had this very vivid moment after I signed the lease in New York where I was just watching him a little older, you know, those moments where you see your parents are aging. And I thought about all those speeches and about people who are traveling or busy and then somebody dies and they regret not picking up the phone or spending time with their parents or living where they are because family is all that matters. And I felt that ping in my heart, this regret of, of leaving and not being near my dad in his late years. And it was like time froze. I was watching him playing cards with me. I was watching my mom. She was laughing and my dad And this little voice, this wisdom in my head, it just popped in and it said, living your life matters. Yeah, family matters, but following those nudges, those matter too. You know, being present 
is the answer with yourself. And, you know, I think feeling that pain with my dad is just a reminder. Like I've got a lot of love in my life. It's a sign that I've, I'm loving people and, you know, family is everything. Family matters, but following those nudges for me, and maybe not for you, but for me, it's just as important as family because I'm my own work of art. And one day when no one's with me, I have to be happy with the work that I've created with me. And yeah, there's a lot of love in my life and I can stay and stay limited in that circle of so much love. Or I could realize, and you can realize you're the source of the love and you can go expand it. You can meet more people. You can have more experiences. You can love more people. I feel like I want to cry just saying this. Um, so yeah, I, I had this moment where I looked at my dad and he said, what's wrong? And I said, oh, I'm just feeling like, you know, you're older and, but I feel like I really need to go, go to New York. It feels very like expanded for me. And he looked at me and said, well, yeah, of course you have to go to New York. Like, he said something about how he's like in a later stage of life, but he's done it. He said, I wish I actually did that too. New York's a very exciting city. I wish I did that. So I did a lot of fun things, but I wish I did that too. And my dad has always been that fucking awesome person. I remember when I wanted to work in counterterrorism, I said, I'm going to move to DC. I want to be a spy. And he's like, off you go, you know, thank God for him. And I don't know. It depends on your beliefs around death and loss. But I think when you make leaps in life, you face loss too. And I write a lot about that in my book. And um, I could feel myself losing these key years with him, but I'm not losing them. I'm calling him every day. Obviously, it's not the same. He's visiting me. Obviously, it's not the same, but it's a different kind of special. And I actually talk to him more than I ever have because I'm not close by. So now this beautiful thing is happening where when I lived in LA, I would see him every few weeks you know, come to their house. Now I call him almost every day on FaceTime and I'm getting all this extra time with him. I never have. And, you know, I used to think I had bad memory, but what I learned playing cards and, and I've talked about this too, is that it wasn't that I had bad memory. It was, that I was never present in the first place. And I was so present in that month with my parents before I left for New York. I remember so much of spending time with them was so vivid. And, you know, we hear a lot in self-help, self-growth, the and you've, you've heard me say it a lot, the question, who am I? Who are you? And a lot of my book, U-Turn, you know, with the, with the subtitle of Get Unstuck, Discover Your Direction, Design Your Dream Career, it's about that question of who am I? But I met this guy, Alfred, randomly at a meditation event here in New York a couple of weeks ago. And I talked about the question, who am I? And he said to me, you know, a better question is who am I becoming? I literally stopped in my steps. This guy, Alfred Megali, I was like, damn, that's so true. It matters just as much to say, who am I? But who am I becoming? Reflect on who you are, but also realize like who you want to be. It's so powerful to ask yourself. So anyway, fell in love with the Met randomly got the only apartment it feels like in New York city with a backyard for Jupiter, got to New York with Jupiter, decided that I'm going to let this be easy. 
And here's the thing about moving. For me, moving is growing. So if you're feeling called to move, sometimes you're just feeling called to grow. Maybe you are feeling called to move and that's what you need. Um, and I thought a lot about my relationship with trust, you know, um, changing vibes can take a lot of energy, right? Like going from Los Angeles to New York, it's a different vibe. It takes a lot of energy to change vibes. If you spend all your time in the forest and then you go to the city, it's change of vibe. It takes a lot of energy to do that. And it makes me think a lot about my trust with, with life. And I found that some people just give trust away. They start with a level of 100 with trust. They say, I tr- I'm going to give this person my trust. And if they give me reason not to trust, then I'm going to take away my trust. Other people start at ground zero. They say, I'm not going to trust anyone until they show me that I should trust them. And this applies in your relationship with life. Like, do you have to have an experience for a little while to decide that you trust it? Or do you just like start with full trust and then maybe it changes? So it's with people, it's with situations. And I want to ask you, which one are you when it comes to trust? It's it's just good to know. Are you the slow burn where you don't give your trust and somebody has to earn it? Or are you someone that says, I'm going to give you my trust. And if you give me a reason not to, it's going to chip away. And I've decided, you know, just because life is a choice, I want to be the person that starts with trust and, you know, trust life in that way and trust people in that way. It's not about being stupid and being blind. I live in a city, it's busy, you know, I have to be careful, but can I be in the action and the trust without the fear? Can I be responsible without being afraid? Um, Can I trust? And it's so interesting too, because the day I got to New York, I think I was just like, you know, it was a whirlwind. I left my really amazing partner and pack my stuff. And he was also my best friend, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll have a friendship in life. You know, we've, he's open to a friendship. Now I'm open to taking a little more time. And, you know, what I learned when I came to New York also is I cried the day I got here. It was, it was just a lot. Like I was on a red eye flight. I was getting Jupiter here. I packed 13 boxes. I was buying a bunch of stuff on Amazon. It was just a lot of logistics, a lot leaving my family. Um, it was a lot and I don't have tons of friends in New York. I have a few, a few really good friends. Um, funny enough, my friend Ebony is on the real housewives of New York show. She's my friend out here. Um, and then I have a couple friends that I've met over time. So it's like, they're all in different little universes speaking of very different universes here in New York that they have, but I got here and I just cried. And then I realized, you know what? Life is about contexts. And it's so important when you have a certain mood to ask yourself, what is the context right now? And not to identify with it. So for example, I kind of looked at myself in the mirror and I talked to Nick, Nicole, and she's like, well, you're low on sleep. You just got off a red eye. You're on your period and you're tired and you just made a huge life change. All of this matters. And it's feedback that you probably should pause and not make any big decisions. You know, context matters. And when you're making big decisions or you're feeling something, take a look at what is the context here? What situation am I in right now? And maybe I need to take a pause on my decisions. You know, I'm not a robot. I want to treat myself like one. And so, yeah, I I just, you know, at first was like, oh my gosh, did I just make a mistake? And I've absolutely loved every second here in New York. 
I will tell you that um, when I used to date, I used to find a lot of emotionally unavailable men. And that must have been about me because every person I've met in the city, every man who has expressed any interest in me, they're like, oh, I'm looking for my life partner and I'm ready right now. And I'm looking for a serious committed thing. I've never been told that so many times. Like, I'm like, wow, I guess the days of me being with like Willy Vanilli, Fumble and Bumble, like, oh, like maybe I want commitment. I, don't, I literally, it's so interesting. So, you know, I'm learning so much. Uh, I had a really tough moment here a few weeks in. I had to take Jupiter to the animal emergency because he ate too fast and big dogs have this condition called bloat where their stomach can literally explode if they eat too fast and there's too much air in there. And he was showing some of the signs and I had to spend $2,000 at the vet. And I realized, you know what? He ate too much because I was on a conference call, not paying attention. And I gave him too much food and I was trying to be efficient feeding him while on my call. And I realized, oh, wow, look at me. I was trying to be efficient. And what happened was I had to go spend five hours at the vet, $2,000, all in the name of efficiency. So I'm just learning so much. I hope you can see it and feel it and get something out of it. And I would love to hear from you on Instagram. I want to do some more solo episodes. I also want to name that we've been having more sponsors on the U-Turn podcast and I'm, we've been vetting and choosing products that we really love and I'm really grateful for you supporting the sponsors. It supports the show. It allows me to be able to pay the editor and all the people who make this show possible. And I just want to say with gratitude, thank you sponsors. I'm here in New York. I'm here paying my team for the show because of you guys and because of the sponsors. So thank you for listening. I would love a DM on Instagram. What did this episode bring forward for you? Is there something that you want me to think about um, and, and do a solo episode on for you? And also, there's a couple things that I want to just shout out. Is Number one is Value Furniture, V-A-L-Y-O-U. They have this awesome couch called the Feathers Couch. And um, it's this modular, kind of modern, comfy, washable, washable sectional meaning when Jupiter steps on the streets of New York and gets it on my couch, I just zip it off and wash it. And it's so affordable. So shout out to Value Furniture. If you just go to ashleystall.com slash V-A-L-Y-O-U, you get 5% off your order. They have great shit, guys. Their website, the affordability, just can't recommend it enough. I also want to give a shout out to Casper Mattresses. I just got their, one of their mattresses. I've been sleeping really rough in New York until this mattress came and I got the wave hybrid, which is advanced support because I have Lyme disease. It's known to be really, really good for body aches. And oh my gosh, it has just been amazing for me. So if you're thinking about getting better sleep, head on over to Casper and um, check out their mattresses, the wave hybrid. I'm absolutely loving. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. I hope that there was value in this episode. I'm so honored to be in your life and to be on this show with you. The podcast has been slowly growing, not super quick. I wish that it would just explode in growth so I could do this all the time because I love talking to you and I would love to do more solos. Please uh, keep sharing the episode, keep writing reviews, keep reading my book, writing reviews. Um, 
if you're inspired and I just can't thank you enough for supporting this work and my voice and my feelings and um, bringing them into your life in some way and into the people you love. All right. Take care until next time. Thanks so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And again, thank you so much to our sponsors, Organifi, Soul CBD, SaneBox, and so much more. We are here because of you and our listeners. Thanks so much for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people we trust and for listening to the show, for writing reviews. Can't wait to talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.